Welcome to Driver to Driver, a Stokes Trucking Podcast. On Driver to Driver, we will discuss everything related to trucking and put a Stokes Trucking spin on it. Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Welcome everybody to a little bonus episode of the podcast. I decided at 8 a.m. this morning that I should record something for Mother's Day. So, aren't if... aren't you sweet? <laughs> well, and maybe I forgot to get either of the mothers in my life anything for Mother's Day. You mean all the mothers? Yes. So this is my present to all mothers everywhere. So I'm joined by Becky. M- Becky, my wife, who's also the mother of my children. All the ones I know of, anyway. That's all you got <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> I'm also going to have a little segment with my mom, Clara Lover, on this episode. But I wanted to talk to you, Becky, about being the mother when your spouse is a truck driver. Now, obviously, I'm not driving full time today, but for most of the time when our children were young, I was. You were. And I had no idea that that's what you were going to do when we first got married. Yeah, I maybe did a little bait and switch. Yeah, I thought you were going to be, a, you know, a ritzy ditzy salesman and wear a tie and a and and work in an office every day. And see, when you listen to the segment with my mom, you're going to realize if you would have talked to her a little more, <laughs> just a little more before we got married, you might have known what the future had in store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So talk a little bit, because I always felt like you were mom and dad at the same time for our kids. Sure, sure. Yeah, it was a little tough, you know, early on, getting used to being gone and being on the road. And with Caleb, it was really just me and him for three years Mm -hmm. by ourselves. You know, you'd be home on the weekends and we'd go do things as a family. and, And you really didn't bond with him until he started talking, really. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so the, the baby stage for you was a hard one. I didn't know. Well, I was so... You were young. I was so immature. <laughs> it was terrible. You were? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I still am a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, um, I think I've had this talk with him where, you know, when he was born, of course, your labor was so weird with having an emergency C-section. Right. I was scared. I remember that that day I was not concerned at all with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was all, all my focus was on you. I was worried about you and all your focus was on him. <laughs> with, with, what little bit you were kind of lucid and awake after right. what you'd gone through. So that, that was when I started to realize that it's different for moms. Yeah, it is. It is. Up until that point, I felt like I was really special to you. (laughs) And about the minute he was born, I realized that was over. (laughs) You are special to me, honey. (laughs) (laughs) No, but yeah, those first couple of years just with me and and Caleb, gosh, we lived in Blair for a little while. So not super far from family, but still far enough that, you know, I had to find daycare for him when I went back to work and, you know, there was a time there when I took him over to my grandma and grandpa's. Um, mm. Oh, that's right. Your grandparents were living in Blair, weren't they? Right, right. 
And so they watched him for a little while. And then we moved. Where did we move after Blair? We, we moved to North Bend. Yeah, we moved to North Bend um, and had Grace while we were there. And uh, still relied a lot on your folks and my folks. They went to daycare. But whenever I had to go out of town or had a late night activity with school, either your folks or my folks were there to sort of help out. So I had a really strong support system. Yeah. Um, well, that's the other thing. The, the other little piece of the puzzle for us was you weren't a stay-at-home mom because no. I was horrible at earning money. So, so this whole time, you worked full-time. I did. I was a high school agriculture teacher. And and you went to and you were taking grad classes. I was in the summers, man. Yeah, I was riding you like a mule. <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> no, but you know, one of the things I think I learned from my mom was that I needed to be able to take care of myself, just in case someday you weren't there to take care of me, mm-hmm. right? And it's it's not like that's how I lived my life, like doom and gloom, waiting for Mark to just drive away in his truck and never come home. It was more of a, you need to be a strong woman and you can do this. Uh, You don't have to always rely on Mark to do everything for you. And so it was just one of those things where yeah, there are things now that I'm like, nope, that's a Mark job. You can get my oil changed and fill my car up with gas. I'm done with those days. But <laughs> but for a, for a long time, it was, you know, do the things you got to do just to keep the house going. And, yeah. and I, it, it worked for us. I, In hindsight now, I realize that you you took care of things and allowed me to do my job. Yeah. And, and didn't saddle me and i i don't know if that was a conscious thing for you or deliberate or if you just did it i i no you know we i i have a horrible memory you know this (laughs) but i'm pretty sure we probably had talks about how you always wanted to be a truck driver and that was your dream and and uh you wanted to own your own truck and so that was me mm-hmm. unconsciously or, or whatever supporting you in that decision. Yeah. And then we did that for a long time and then you had to support me on my decision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that's another topic for another day, I think. Yeah. The whole grad school. Thing. Well, even there you were trucking while we were living in Missouri and yeah. Again, we didn't have the support system when we moved there, but I found some awesome college kids that came and, and hung out with the kids at night when I, and took them to football practice when I needed to be taking my night classes on campus. And we had some really good friends that would help out in an instant instance when, when I needed any help, if you were on the road and man, you were trucking hard when we lived in Missouri. Like it was, it was hard for you because I wasn't making any money at all, really. Yeah. And, and had you not, had our relationship or our marriage not gone, had you not allowed me to learn how to run a business in those early years, I I don't know that I would have been able to earn the money we needed when you did go to grad school. Right. You know, we, right. that the first 10 years of our marriage while we were 
figuring out, figuring we, it we out. We were figuring it out. We we didn't have. <laughs> my dad would say we didn't have a pot to piss in or a window to throw it out of. No, we did not. That we really, really didn't. I Mm-mm. mean, we uh, were living on a pretty tight budget for a long time. Oof. There wasn't even a budget. No, no. <laughs> it was... There was, here's your envelope full of cash for groceries for the week. Don't spend over this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... But we did that for a long time. And yeah, it totally sucked. But we got through it and we got through it together. And I think that's probably more than anything. Our relationship has gotten stronger because of the support we've given each other as parents mm-hmm. and as spouses. I just always thought you were... You were such an amazing mother to our children. I tried. I screwed up a lot. We well, everybody makes mistakes, <laughs> but you were the you're the epitome of of the mama cow. Oh yeah. <laughs> Def, you know. Um, Thanks for calling me a cow. It's not the first time <laughs> in our relationship like, that you've compared me <laughs> to a cow. Maybe one of our first dates with your whole family. <laughs> you may have called me a heifer <laughs> i think and your, i think the exact statement was she's gonna make a really good replacement heifer and your mom turned to me and said that's a great compliment <laughs> <laughs> yes well i'm smooth you are you are <laughs> no i uh you you've always been just the perfect I've always looked at you like the perfect mother to our kids. You, you, you've done such a great job because you raised you raised them for the first ten years. You know, till Caleb was ten and Grace was seven. I there were times when I had jobs where I was home, but I wasn't. I wasn't a great dad at all. Well, you're still learning how to be a dad. Yeah, I didn't know. I was. Boy, was I dumb. That's why I'm here to help teach you. Yeah. That's why I married an older woman. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for joining me. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. This is all you're getting. I know. It's okay. Another appearance on the podcast. You know, I I just, I want to give a shout out to all the mothers in our life, Um, friends, family, moms who mommed our kids um, when we weren't. And we had things going on. We had, uh, when Caleb was in high school, we had this football moms group. Yeah. We all mothered each other's kids. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that was one thing. Even though you weren't a stay-at-home mom, you were I, you were really good at, you're an amazing judge of character. And you were really good at finding people that could mother our children when you weren't available. Mm. Finding the right people to do that. Right. That that was big for our kids. Everything's just turned out so good. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, and Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out yeah. there. Anybody who's listening to this, I, I I'm probably it's probably going to get out late on Mother's Day, but uh, whether you're listening to it on Mother's Day or not, get a hold of the moms in your lives and thank them because they're if you think really hard about it, they've all done their job. <laughs> all right. Here's a quick little interview with with my. Mom, Clara Lauber. Happy Mother's Day. I'm recording you for the podcast. Are you really? Yeah. Well, I have listened to all of them. Oh, well, Uh, thank you, Mom. Four or five of the podcasts I have listened to three and four times. 
at least twice. I appreciate the last, what is it, three that have the transcript because I can go back and just pick out parts that I want to listen to again. So the transcript is very useful for me. I've gone back to pick out parts, you know, of things that you have said. <laughs> it's kind of funny that you are the tire Nazis, the gas Nazis. <laughs> 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 Especially, you know, you are pretty German in well. your heritage. <laughs> and you were, you said that a couple times about as you were growing up, the miles per gallon, the longevity of tires, all of those things were very important as you were growing up in your childhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were taught that from the time you were little. It made a lot of difference, you know? I decided to call you because I've got like 30 minutes left I can upload this month. And I thought I'd, really? <laughs> I thought I'd record a, a quick little Happy Mother's Day episode for everybody. Well, thank you. So, uh, thank as, you. So, so happy Mother's Day, Mom. This is everybody. This is my mom, well, Clara Lover. She's in Wahoo, Nebraska now. I was born and raised in Weston, Nebraska. I remember having toy semis when I was little, 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 like two, three years old, four years old. Was there a, a point in my childhood where you were like, yeah, he's going to drive a truck? This one, he's not, he's not doing anything else. <laughs> well, one of your favorite childhood games, if you want to call it that, was lining up the trucks that you had on the living room floor or out in the sandbox or wherever. And we had to take toy trucks and toy tractors with us to the horse show, to the cattle sales. Everywhere we went, we had to have a toy truck or two, and a toy tractor with us. And you spent many hours at the fairgrounds, out in the dirt with friends, building roads and bridges even, <laughs> for your trucks and tractors to go over. <laughs> so I don't ever remember Dad driving truck for a living, but he did fairly when, early when we got on married, in your marriage, right? Yeah. When we got married, he was a truck driver. He worked for Cotton Transfer in Omaha, uh -huh. and he he uh, picked up and loaded, unloaded, whatever, called cattle and hogs. It was livestock and entirely when we were first married. And it was a steak truck, and we had been married about five months, and he slipped as he was loading he was on the outside somehow. He slipped and caught his finger, his ring finger, on one of the stake things on the box of the truck. It was an Omaha body, I think. Anyway, it hurt his ring finger so bad that he was never able to wear his wedding ring after that. And anyway, he drove truck then, and then he and the boss got into it. He had... <laughs> <laughs> No way. <laughs> <laughs> and then he became a carpenter. Well, he drove truck for Omar Bakery. He drove a, a delivery truck mm. for Omar Bakery. 
And all of this time, he was already in the National Guard. And in 1956, I think it was, he went full-time for the National Guard at the guard camp in Ashland. And he was kind of like their chief truck mechanic. Mm. And even I spent hours going from here to there in National Guard trucks. (laughs) So there's a story you tell about having us kids in a truck when he was driving, wasn't he hauling pigs for Wick? Wasn't that the name of the company? Wickman, yes. Wickman and Fremont. How many kids did you have at this time? When he was driving for Wickman, your sister Mary was a baby. Actually, she was, he, he was working for Wickman when she was born. Her trip away from the hospital was in a Wickman pig truck. <laughs> So, so Mary, Mary's, I'm the youngest of five. So there would have been three at home. Mary. And yeah, Mary, Mary was a baby. And Mary. Yes. When so, I took her in for her six week checkup, checkup, the doctor put her up on his hand, kind of spun her around. She yelled and screamed. And anyway, he, oh, she's got healthy lungs and I, she's well enough. Now you can take her out. Amazing. The girl already had about 3,000 miles on her. She'd been to Iowa, <laughs> Oklahoma, um, you know, Missouri, so South Dakota. <laughs> you have to tell everybody where she rode in the Wickman truck when you were with dad. Underneath the seat, we had, it was a, a piece of plastic, actually. It was her, her car seat. It was a piece of plastic about the size of a breadboard or something. It had a little half inch wide plastic strap that went across her. And I would slide her under the seat if she wasn't, you know, sitting in my lap or something like that. That truck had no, any of the trucks that we drove there had no seat belt. And anyway, she slid underneath the seat very nicely in that little plastic thing and like i said she she had i don't know how many thousand miles <laughs> in so, that truck <laughs> so was this like a was it a straight truck or was it a tractor trailer yeah it was a it was no it was a they described it as a two and a half ton mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that it yeah. was a box truck or you know had, had and sides uh, on it. yep had you know and it wasn't at all like they do now. But anyway, we we traveled uh, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, and into Oklahoma. Also, Missouri and Iowa. And usually, your dad would go out with the Cadillac and buy the pigs. <laughs> and then we'd go out with the truck. And he often had us go with him because... He liked, you know, keeping track of me and keeping track of Mary. So, yes, I was driving the truck. I, I drove a lot. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I remember sliding sideways down the street of Dawson, Nebraska, the main street. It yeah. was so icy. And uh, I was driving, and we went sideways down a hill in Dawson, Nebraska, Got down to, I think it was Prior, Oklahoma or something, and the truck was so coated with ice, we pulled into some dealership, 
and had to get some of the ice chipped off here and there before we could continue. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't see the mirrors. Couldn't. (laughs) It was horrible. (laughs) I was also driving our, our own farm truck hauling grain from a field over on the highway. And it, I had a full full truckload, came up over a hill, and there were hunters in the middle of the road, all four doors of their Jeep open, and I went into the ditch. Thank <laughs> God it was a flat ditch. <laughs> and I spilled some corn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet but I, I made it. Dad wasn't upset about spilled corn, was he? I'm sure he didn't didn't complain. Uh, not not to no, but he was mad because I didn't get the license of that. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't crash, but you didn't get the license. That's that's beautiful. <laughs> that was not the only time I went in the ditch. <laughs> but I mean, that was the only time I went in the ditch with a load. <laughs> so so I want to talk about that quick too. You and him, obviously, you didn't get your CDLs in. You know when the CDL became a thing in the 80s, but later on, you no, both did, right? No, we didn't get our CDLs until 1990-something. Uh, Could it have ha- been 2000. Yeah, it had to, it had to be. Because I think, I think both of our kids were born by the time when you guys yeah. got your CDL, which you would have yeah. been, I don't and, know if you want to put your age the out there, but you would have been I, close yeah, to 70 at that time, right? Late 60s? Yes. Yeah, only bad thing I did with the semi, I I got sideways uh, high-centered in our driveway. There is a deep, you know, deep yeah. thing there, and I, I high-centered it. But <laughs> it was empty, thank God. <laughs> and But he asked, he, oh, of course, I heard all kinds of heck about that. But after that, two different times, he drove into the auger. He forgot to look up. Look up. You know, you got to look up. Look up. Oh, he did with the I semi? Did. Huh? Dad did. did with the semi? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't realize that. <laughs> I guess we could mention, too, Dad traded in model semis for, oh, boy. Close to 30 20, years, 20, 25 years, yeah, probably. Yeah. And yeah. we went to, we talked with Werner's, we talked with SEC, we, there were, yeah. And uh, they, some of these people would actually come to a toy show, say in Illinois or uh, Indiana or somewhere. And because we were selling trucks, toy mm. trucks, mm. always toy trucks, and they could be customized to the owner's wishes, the whole bit. And so we learned a lot about decals and wrap trucks and all that kind of stuff mm. and lights and where where the air tanks are supposed to be and the fuel tanks have how to look. And for 30 years, we did that. Many of our drivers have seen my collection. I've got it on the wall in my office, you know, and we'll do Zoom meetings and uh, that's my back. You know, I don't have a background I put up. I just, <laughs> you can see my toy trucks in the background when I'm on a Zoom meeting. So a, a lot of our drivers are aware of that, that little connection. 
from me <laughs> the toy trucks. So, all right, mom, happy Mother's Day. Thank you for humoring me and letting me do this with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can edit whatever you want. Yeah. Love you, mom. <laughs> okay. Yep. Love you. Talk to you later. Thank you. Yep. Bye. Thank you for listening to Driver to Driver, a Stokes Trucking podcast. For more information on Stokes Trucking, please visit our website, stokestrucking.com. You can also learn more about us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, at Stokes Trucking. The intro and outro music is I Can't Keep Still. The bumper music between segments is Fetch Me Another One, both performed by the Caffeine Creek Band. Driver to Driver is a Frankfurter Studios production.